are listening to Gleaning, the monthly newsletter from Strategies at Work, podcast edition, May 1st, 2014. Upcoming events, the Strategic Life Alignment Seminar. Struggling to find meaning, purpose, and satisfaction in life? The Strategic Life Alignment Seminar will equip you with tools and a methodology for discerning your divinely ordained life purpose. The next seminar will be in the second half of 2014. See the website strategieswork.com for details. The Strategic Life Alignment Alumni Event. The SLA Alumni Event is exclusively for alumni of the SLA Seminar and is designed to accelerate the process of discovering your life purpose. The topic for the 2014 Alumni Event will be Character. The event will be held June 20th through 21st in Dallas. If you would like a recording of prior events, please check the website strategieswork.com for details. The Business Transformation Series Seminar. The latest BTS seminar was presented April 25th, 2014. The topic was Business as Mission. The BTS seminars provide in-depth teaching on how to lead, manage, and build organizations biblically according to the Beyond Babel model presented in Dr. Chester's book, Beyond Babel. You can purchase the recordings of BTS seminars at strategieswork.com. These are challenging economic times. There is much fear in the world. Now more than ever, people need to understand the power of building their lives on Christ. Only faith in Christ can provide sustained victory over fear. If you need help learning how to walk with Christ, Strategies at Work has consultants in various parts of the world. Please see the website strategieswork.com for contact information. And now, Dr. Chester brings us the message titled, Called to Cultural Transformation. Since January, I've used Gleanings to share Billy's story. If you've been reading along, you know how Billy was converted from a cultural paradigm of Christianity that was common in his day, and have read how his conversion to true Christianity presented a career conundrum for him. You heard how spiritual fathers helped him discern the will of the Lord and then how a godly community helped him hone in on his life calling. Billy felt called to two major works in his life, both of which were daunting and in the natural beyond his ability. This month I want to share about the first of these two. When Billy converted to genuine Christianity from cultural Christianity, he realized there were major differences between the two worldviews. The differences were so great that he believed cultural Christianity was not Christianity at all. This reality burdened him greatly. He believed the culture had been duped and felt led to respond to this travesty. His solution was to write a book. Billy was in his late 20s when he was converted, and he had little knowledge of the Bible. For the next 10 years, he studied scripture and compiled his thoughts on the differences between cultural Christianity and genuine Christianity. He referred to those differences as issues of, the ma of manners. He considered manners to be the ways in which people conducted their lives. One of his core convictions was that theology drives everything in life. This means that your view of God will determine your practices and habits, and therefore your manners, which then determines the results that you receive in life. For example, if you believe that Christianity has nothing to contribute to the workplace, then your primary purpose for work will most likely be to make money achieve power, or acquire influence. Success will be measured accordingly. But Billy viewed Christianity as the defining worldview of all of life, including work. Therefore, his practices were first and foremost to reflect alignment with Christ. 
Alignment with Christ was most clearly attained by living biblically, and obedience to God was primary. This meant that money, power, and influence were not primary purposes for work. They were, at best, only secondary purposes. As an example, consider scriptural texts on money. Matthew 6:33. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. And Luke 16, verse 13. No one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. The Matthean text states that our focus and priority in life must be to seek first his kingdom, which in other words means God's will, and his righteousness, which refers to God's ways, which means that we must focus our energies on discovering God's will and doing his will according to his ways. This applies to every jurisdiction, including work. The Luke text teaches that we cannot worship God in money. The worship of the two is mutually exclusive. The word does not mean we lack permission to worship God in money. The Greek word implies that we lack the power. Furthermore, this text does not mean God is anti-money, but it means that in every area of life, including work, we must serve God and God alone. Whatever profit we attain through work is a byproduct and never the primary goal. The contrast between a cultural view of work driven by a desire for money, power, and influence and a Christian view of work driven by a desire to obey the will and ways of God is startling. Interestingly, the cultural view in Billy's day was essentially the same as the cultural view today. Nothing has significantly changed. In reading Billy's book, I found it, though, written more than 200 years ago to be surprisingly applicable today. In fact, I found only one cultural issue of this day that is not an issue today. As I read the book, I told my wife that if you eliminated this one topic, it would be difficult to believe Billy's book had not been written recently. Below is a list of some topics Billy addressed. This is cultural Christian beliefs compared to genuine Christian beliefs. So first, culturally, we believe beliefs don't determine actions. Biblically, beliefs do determine actions. Culturally, being morally good is enough to be acceptable with God. Biblically, being morally good is not enough to definitively conclude that one is acceptable with God. Culturally, faith is a private matter which is not to be shared with others. Biblically, faith is not a private matter. It is to be shared with others. Culturally, humans are not inherently evil. Biblically, humans are inherently evil. Culturally, because humans are not inherently evil, there is no need of a Savior. Biblically, because humans are inherently evil, there is a need for a Savior. Culturally, Christianity is limited to Sunday. Biblically, Christianity is a daily lifestyle. And finally, culturally, work consumes our lives. Our spiritual life is secondary. But biblically, spiritual life is primary. Work flows out of our spiritual life. I was truly amazed. When Billy wrote the book, he was in his late 30s and had been a Christian only 10 years. This book displayed deafness in scholarship and his arguments. He clearly spent many hours studying and writing at a time when everything was done by hand. There were no computers, no typewriters, no dictionaries, and little printed material. 
It must have been very tedious and laborious to write a book of over 200 pages by hand. With few tools, and given his relative youth in the Lord, he must have leaned heavily on guidance from godly spiritual fathers and his covenant community to teach him the many subtleties of Christianity. Interestingly, Billy delayed the writing of the book because he wanted more time for research and reflection. But finally he realized that he had to start. He could not wait any longer. To lay out his arguments so adroitly required commitment, focus, patience, and perseverance. Undoubtedly, he knew that his book would be culturally unpopular, which means he didn't expect to be a, be a bestseller and certainly didn't expect to get rich. And as far as I know, he didn't get rich. His motive for writing was never money. He was motivated by God's call and by obedience to the commission he received from his Heavenly Father. He knew that he was called to challenge the culture with biblical truth and nothing was going to stop him. When a person is called to do something, the measuring stick of success is not power, popularity, or profit, but is obedience to the assignment. A desire for cultural transformation was deep in Billy's heart. His book was intended to disturb the culture of his day by presenting truth in a clear, compelling, and cogent manner, which he did most deftly. The title of the book is Real Christianity. It is available today in hardback, paperback, and Kindle editions. I encourage you to read it and allow Billy, a man called to cultural transformation, to reach through the ages and challenge your paradigm of Christianity.